when you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. <laughs> Let's go, Raider Nation, and welcome to Just Pod Baby with your host, Evan Grote, your home for Raiders news, notes, and information. You can find Just Pod Baby on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network, brought to you by SB Nation. Give me a follow on Twitter and check out more great content over at silverandblackpride.com. We have a very special guest joining me later in the show, and that is Raiders defensive end Max Crosby. And that's where we're going to begin the show tonight, talking about Max Crosby's Week 11 performance and the emergence of the Raiders' defense, in particular the pass rush, um, in the last couple weeks as a whole. Now, back to Max Crosby. He was spectacular last week against the Bengals. Uh, we all know he had the four-sack performance. It was it was just, it was was just a brilliant performance by him. He was disruptive all day. He made life miserable for the Bengals' offense. Uh, simply put, uh, he was a game wrecker. He, he wrecked that game single-handedly. Now, shortly after the draft, after the Raiders had picked up Max Crosby, um, I had a guest on the podcast, Eastern Michigan's D-line coach, Ben Needham, and uh, he coached Max in his in his final season there at, at Eastern. And one of the things that Coach Needham said to me about Max was, you know, his ability to make plays in the game's biggest moments. And I think that we're seeing that from Max now that he is in the NFL. The, the final sack that he had the other night uh, – Against the Bengals was a very good example of that. Um, the Bengals took over down seven. Uh, I think it was after a, a touchback. They were on the twenty-five yard line, first and ten. And and for Max to come out and, and sack Ryan Finley for a nine-yard loss, you know that that really kind of is that can be devastating to overcome in that in that type of situation. The Bengals were now looking at a second and 19, and and having that young quarterback Ryan Finley under center, you know he's feeling a, a little bit desperate. He he's one up on second and long, and uh, you know Trayvon Mullen comes down with the interception. Game over. So uh, th- that's one of those moments that um, you know just sometimes players have a knack to make those types of plays and those types of moments. Um, and, and these are the types of games that in the past. Uh, the Raiders just haven't been able to close out. They haven't had closers, you know, but th- they finally have a couple guys that can close these things out, and uh, and that's why they've been able to to win the last three games. Now, Max was selected as the Week 11 AFC Defensive Player of the Week, and I just saw today that he was also chosen as the Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Week. So Crosby's definitely uh, getting, uh, you know, the recognition that he deserves for that for that stellar performance. Now, speaking of the pass rush, um, it's really heated up. Uh, over the, the the last four games, they have they have racked up 15 sacks for a total of, of 25 on the season, which is, you know, well over that mark of, of 13 from last year, which was just embarrassing. Um, so that's that's great. And, and another area where the defense has really improved is, 
you know, forcing turnovers. In the last three weeks, they have forced seven turnovers, and uh, those turnovers were converted into 24 points for the Raiders. So very, very, very helpful as you can, you know, obviously. And and obviously there is a correlation here between an improved pass rush and the amount of turnovers that are being created uh, on defense, not to mention the team has won three of the last four games. Uh, now, John Gruden was asked about this in a press conference the other day, and uh, let's have a listen to what he had to say. Well, it's a, it's a goal I think not only we have, everybody has. Um, the pass rush usually play, plays a big part in that pressure on the quarterback, and uh, we've, we've had a lot more pressure on the quarterback, and it's, I think, helped result in gaining turnovers, and our offensive guys have been – pretty good taking care of the ball we got to do a little little better job this week because uh, the Jets are coming from everywhere so that is an area of improvement for the defense but there is another area that concerns me a bit and that has been the run defense as of late stopping the run was once a strength of this defense early in the season uh, but the last three weeks has not been the case in fact three times in the last four weeks opposing teams have ran for over 130 yards um, you know, through the season's first six games, I talked about earlier in the season it was a strength. Through the season's first six weeks, the Raiders' defense was allowing an average of only 86 yards on the ground. Uh, but in the in in the weeks since then, that number has grown to 135 yards a game. And this is certainly not, you know, a recipe for for uh, winning football, especially you know as you're you're gearing up for you know for a playoff push. Uh, it's something you definitely want to keep an eye on going forward. I know it's something that I have um, talked about, you know, in in some of my articles on silverandblackpride.com as well as, um, you know, on Twitter. Um, we are getting into those, you know, late November games. December is just around the corner. The weather is going to be changing, and in a lot of these places where we're, we're going to be, pl- uh, the Raiders are going to be playing. And I just think that teams are going to be looking to pound the rock. I know there's games upcoming with. Um, with with the Jets this week with Le'Veon Bell, the, the Titans with uh, Derrick Henry, the Jaguars with uh, Fournette. So uh, again, as that weather changes a bit, uh, I think teams you know want to want to try to control things with with the run game. So uh, keep an eye on that. I do have a couple other pieces of news uh, for you as I wrap up this first segment. Um, with the Houston Texans win over the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night football, the Raiders are now back into the sixth spot, sixth spot excuse me, uh, in the playoffs. And uh, with a win this week over the Jets, the Raiders will have a one-game lead over the Colts in that wild card spot, as well as hold that tiebreaker over them due to that head-to-head matchup. So a very good situation for the Raiders. That really couldn't have worked out any better. I know I was really pulling for the Titans to win that game, and uh, it worked out really well for the Raiders. Also with a win, the Raiders would be tied in the AFC West division for the lead at 7-4 and four, um, with the Chiefs, and um, that would set up what would be a huge game for the Raiders. It would probably be the... I was trying to think back the last time the Raiders had a had a really, really big game like this. I mean, I, mean, I guess the most recent game I could come up with was the playoff game uh, in Houston in, you know, in 2016. So it's been a long time since the Raiders have been in a game that that you know is going to be 
covered by national media. I think it's going to get a lot of publicity. I, I see it was already pushed back to the 425 slot. So it's going to get a lot of uh, attention that game if the Raiders happen to take care of business this week against the Jets. The other bit of news was that the Raiders signed former Bengals linebacker Preston Brown. Now, Brown was released um, on Monday uh, of Week 11. So, uh, he 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 was not with the Bengals um, during that Week 11 game last week, and uh, you know the the Bengals are looking to get younger. He had a pretty large salary uh, cap hit, and uh, they're looking you know they're they're in total rebuild now, and so so they released uh, Brown and uh, the the Raiders brought him in for a workout and told him to stick around, and uh, a few days later they they signed him. Now. Um, what his role with the team will be, you know, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I'm not, you know, that's, I, I just don't really know at this point. I don't think he comes right in and, and makes an instant impact. Um, I did hear Gruden say that, um, you know, he wasn't quite sure if, if uh, how much he would play this week right away. He does have some familiarity with, with the system, um, the Bengals run is similar to, you know, obviously what Gunther runs. Um, but I do think he provides some depth to a position that's obviously very, very uh, weak and shallow for the Raiders. And he's someone that, you know, uh, we should all feel pretty comfortable with and have some confidence in if his number should be called. He does have plenty of experience in the league and, you know, he's had some decent seasons. So, um, you know, I think it's a good depth signing for the Raiders and, you um, but I, I don't expect him to be taking any snaps away from anybody uh, right away. Now, in a corresponding move, uh, when Brown was added, the Raiders did so, uh, send Dwayne Harris to the IR. So, you know, Harris has just been dealing with that ankle injury. It just was not getting any better, and uh, I think it's a big. I think it's a big loss. I, I really think that the return game has has really. Took taking a, a step back this year w- without Harris. Um, I didn't quite know how important he was to the team until you know he he got hurt this year, and I think that uh, you know Trevor Davis has just not really done a, a very good job of filling you know the void that was left by Harris. So um, <clears throat> you know look for the special teams to try to get something going because it's really been the return game especially has been uh, pretty pretty desolate the last last few weeks. Okay, that's it uh, for segment one. When I return from this quick break, I will take a look at the Week 12 injury report. Okay, we're back on Just Pod Baby with Evan Grote, and I do have the injury report in front of me. We're going to start with the Jets. Uh, They've got a bunch of guys that are listed on this report here on Friday. Um, I'm not going to read through everyone because that would just be... uh, that would be boring for you guys. Um, I am going to try to touch on some of the more notable names here. Um... Two offensive linemen, um, Chuma Adoga, uh, I believe he plays tackle for them. He's questionable with a ankle. He was uh, did not practice Wednesday, was limited Thursday and Friday. He's played, uh, I went through and looked at some of the snaps because uh, I don't have a ton of information as far as, uh, you know, who's doing what for the Jets, but I, I do know that Adoga is, is, is um, getting a majority of the snaps Um so he he could be uh, that could be a loss that would would be crucial to them. 
Um, another offensive lineman is Kelvin Beecham with an ankle. He was limited all week long. He's also questionable, and he is a starter as well along that line. So, you know, if they're down two starters on that offensive line, let's go giddy up Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell. Uh, could be a game where we see that pass rush uh, really, really, um, you know, be disruptive in the game and, and be a factor in the game. Uh, one other notable um player that is out is is cornerback Daryl Roberts um I don't believe he's he's one of the starters on the outside but I think he might be the slot corner for them he he plays he's played in 80 percent of the defensive snaps so he's definitely seen significant time so um another pretty significant loss there for them and then they have several other guys listed as questionable uh defensive lineman Henry Anderson uh, linebacker Brian Cop- Brandon Copeland Linebacker Neville Hewitt, offensive lineman Alex Lewis, defensive lineman Steve McLendon, uh, Demarius Thomas. So um, a lot of these guys are special teamers. Paul Warlow, another um, guy who's listed as doubtful. Again, a lot, a lot of core special teamers uh, who are in question for the Jets. So really no one of note uh, other than Idoga, uh, Beecham, and the cornerback Roberts. For the Raiders... The report actually looks really good. Um, they seem to be getting back to pretty good health uh, for being so late in the year. Uh, obviously, the big one is uh, LaMarcus Joyner, who did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, was limited on Friday. He's listed as questionable for the game, and if you listen to John Gruden's press conference on Friday, uh, he was pretty noncommittal about Joyner's status. He is going to travel with the team to New York, but as far as him playing, he he wasn't sure if that would happen or not. He's listed as questionable. Um, But, you know, Nevin Lawson did fill in really well for him. In fact, I didn't think the defense missed a beat last week without without Joyner. Uh, So, you know, I'd rather have him out there, but I do feel confident in, in Nevin Lawson. David Sharp is also out again for the second week. He's still battling that calf injury. He was uh, did not participate all week long in practice. So once again, that means that Brandon Parker is your swing tackle. So let's just pray to God that nothing happens to either one of those tackles because Brandon Parker is the last guy I want to see out there for the Raiders. No offense, Brandon. Uh, Trent Brown was is listed on the report as he is every week, it seems, uh, with a knee. That knee it's, still must be bothering him. Limited all week, he's going to play. Rodney Hudson, who has been on the report almost weekly with his ankle, uh, limited all week, he, he will play as well. And, of course, Josh Jacobs, he's another frequent flyer on the injury report with that shoulder, um, but showing no signs of any issues slowing him down. He was limited all week as well, and he's going to be good to go. So... That is your injury report for Week 12, Raiders versus Jets. And you're not going to want to go anywhere because up next is my interview with Raiders defensive end, Mad Max Crosby. Joining me now on the line is a very special guest. He is the Week 11 AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He is also one half of the Salt and Peppa duo, and that is none other than Raiders defensive end, Max Crosby. Max, congratulations on being named Player of the Week. Welcome to Just Pod Baby. I'm Evan Grote. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Thanks for giving me some of your time. Now, i got to ask, 
I love the nickname. I love that salt and pepper uh, nickname. When I first saw it, uh, you know, after the the Chargers game there on Thursday Night Football, I, I couldn't stop laughing. Who is the mastermind behind that name? Uh, that definitely goes to Cleveland. Uh, he came up with that a long time ago, um, and then after the Chargers game, it kind of stuck. So uh, we're we're just rolling with it now. <laughs> I love it. I think it's genius. Now, uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of Cleveland. Um, what is the relationship like between the two of you? You know, you, you play the same position. Uh, is, is there a friendly competition there between the two of you to kind of, you know, push and challenge each other? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, me, me and Cleveland have like a brother relationship. Um, you know, we're always arguing and, uh, you know, giving each other a hard time. But, uh, yeah, you know, he's like a brother to me, no doubt. And, you know, we're always trying to, you know, look out for each other and make sure we're doing the right things you know, on the field and make sure we're on the same page at all times. So, um, yeah, you know, it's definitely a friendly competition. You know, we're always trying to, you know, get each other better every day. And you guys have taken, uh, you know, two really different paths to get to where you are today. Um, you know, Cleveland attended a, you know, big time, uh, you know, Clemson University and, and you kind of, you know, went the small school route, but, you know, doesn't matter where you start, you guys end up in the same spot, which I think is is pretty interesting. Now, I do want to discuss, um, you know, your 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 road to the Raiders. Before we get into some of the current success that you're having, um, you know, many of us know that you were not heavily recruited out of high school. Um, you had only one Division One offer, and that was Eastern Michigan. Um, you went on to have three really productive years there. Um, and then you decided to enter your name into the draft. Now, um, as most people do, they participate in the combine. Now, I'm not sure if any of the listeners know how well you performed in the combine. I mean, you you dominated that combine. And I'm just going to read off some of the numbers real quick. Uh, you were top 10 in the 40. You were top 6 in the vertical jump. Top 5 in the broad jump. Second in the 3 cone. Second in the 20-yard shuttle. And you were the top performer um, in the 60-yard shuttle. Now you combine all those those great uh, measurable numbers with your production, you know I'm no scout, but why is it that people have slept on Max Crosby all these years, and how much of that does uh, you know does it fuel you right now to be great? Yeah, you know I feel like uh, you know like you said all that stuff. Um, you know I feel like I've I've always I've always uh, you know had that chip on my shoulder no matter what it was and. You know, obviously coming out of college, I had, you know, one offer and um, I was a lot, you know, a lot differently built then. Um, I was a lot slower um, and, I, you know, I really wasn't myself then. So I'm, I'm really not surprised, you know, when it came to recruiting, like everything didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Um, but, you know, I felt like it was a it was a perfect fit at Eastern. But when it comes, you know, to the combine and all that stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like I performed really well and I had a lot of production in college. Um but it, honestly, you know, it came down to, you know, there's, there's, they break it, they break it down so, you know, so detailed, and you know, a lot of people thought it would take a few years for me to develop, and, um, you know, obviously everyone has their own opinion, and you know, it, it just works out different for everybody. So, you know, I'm just blessed I got an opportunity, um, you know, with the Raiders, and you know, I'm just trying to take full advantage of it. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because prior to this interview, when I was kind of, you know, jotting down some notes and whatnot, I went back and looked at what a lot of those, you know, draft experts were were saying about you prior to the draft. And, um, you know, I went on NFL.com and, you know, they they had you projected as a, you know, a sixth round pick and, you know, a possible, um, you know, special teams player, you know, 
none of what you're doing, you know, you, you've clearly exceeded all of their expectations, but um, it, it was quite interesting to, to read those things and to see where you are today. Now, growing up as a, a young Max Crosby, was there a, a defensive end or a defensive player that you kind of idolize and have tried to model your game after? Yeah, you know, there's there's not one single guy I can really point to. Um, but when it comes to defensive ends, you know, I've always been a big, um, big Jared Allen fan. Um, he's he's one of my favorite players. Just the way he plays, just relentless and you know, consistently productive. Um, and honestly, it goes on and on and on. I can you know, I can go for days. Like you know, Alden Smith was was one of my favorite players when he was in the league. Um, JJ Watt obviously is a great player, the great motor. Um, who I look up to, um, you know, there's, there's so many guys that, um, we could be here all day, but you know, there's, there's, there's so many guys that I, I like to watch and just see and see what they do and how they're successful. And, you know, I try to, you know, take bits and pieces and put it into my game. Yeah. I have heard, uh, people compare you to, to Jared Allen. So it is interesting to hear you say that he is somebody that you, you know, have kind of, uh, idolized, you know, growing up, um, Definitely. You are you are ten games into your NFL career now. Can you tell us a little bit about the transition from the college game uh, to the pros? What like what has been the biggest difference between the two that maybe you know like a fan wouldn't wouldn't quite be aware of? Yeah, you know the NFL game is it's a lot different. You know, there's there's guys that have been playing in the league for ten plus years, and just the knowledge of the game that some of these guys have is just off the charts you know so these guys are you know this way as far as like quarterbacks and you know old linemen and just the communication part and switching and adjusting and audibling before plays is you know it's like night and day compared to college so um yeah you know the game's a lot faster because obviously you know there's bigger and better athletes but I think the biggest difference is just the mental side you know my playbook is 10 times as big as it was in college um and that was probably the hardest thing um at first for me um and then you know, there's there's just so many so many little details and stuff that um, you don't really get to see on TV exactly. But you know, it's it's just hours on end of just film and um, so many different things that you know attribute to being a professional. So speaking of all the hours that you put in, like, what is a, a normal day like for you? You know, during the season, you know, what does it consist of? Uh, yeah, so. I'll just I'll give you my day today. Okay. Um, which is a pretty pretty common day. So you know I I wake up around like five five forty five. Um, I go lift. Um, I lift at six thirty. I got meetings at seven, all the way up until about ten o'clock, and then we have practice um, for about two and a half hours, and then after practice we have more meetings, and then after that I have you know. Um, you know, getting, getting recovery and all that stuff in the training room. So, you know, my days, my days start early and last till about four o'clock. So, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty long day, but, um, just the biggest difference from college is just the amount of meetings, you know, there's the meetings are super detailed and, you know, at this time of the year, um, everyone's trying to conserve their bodies. So, you know, obviously, obviously us, you know, we're already going into week 12 and we're, we're making our playoff push and, you know, everyone needs to stay healthy. So on practice, on the practice field, it's not as physical. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's constant mental, um, you know, mental stuff, getting ready for the game. 
Now, from the outside um, perspective as a fan, it, it really looks like this this defensive group that you're a part of is, is you know, a pretty tight-knit group. You guys all seem to get along really well, and I think it, it shows when you guys are out there. It looks like you guys are generally, you know, happy for each other when you make plays. Is there someone? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, is there someone on the team that has kind of taken on uh, some of you, some of the younger players, um, as you know, a mentor, whether it's a player or a coach? Um, there's so many guys on our team that I can I can name. You know, just as far as you know, leading and and helping you know the younger guys develop. But you know, as far as the D line, you know, I got to say guys like Josh Morrow and Benson, um, Benson Mayola. Um, John Hankins, uh, guys like that, you know, they, they've been playing in this league for a long time and know, and know a lot more than, you know, us rookies. So they, they help us out so much and having that veteran and rookie dynamic in the room just, you know, makes it, makes it super exciting when you're on the field. Cause you know, we're so comfortable, you know, off the field with each other that, you know, when we're on the field, we're just, we're just genuinely happy and trying to make plays and we're happy for each other and we're trying to lift each other up so we can all, you know, all get our own. Raiders defensive end Max Crosby joining me on Just Pod Baby tonight. Uh, Max, you are coming off a brilliant game uh, last week with, with four sacks. You know, you were named AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Have you had time to, you know, kind of step back and, and – and enjoy some of the success that you're having, or is it just, you know, been kind of a blur just onto the next week and, you know, just business as usual? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, you know, it was awesome. You know, Sunday was awesome. We got a huge win and, you know, obviously, you know, I played, I played pretty well. So that was, that was awesome. But, you know, in the NFL, it's, it's a week by week business. So, um, you know, obviously all of that was awesome and the success was awesome, but, you know, it's it's such a fast turnaround that, you know, we're already we, we get back in the building the next day and we're already watching film and figuring things out, uh, you know, about about our next opponent. So in, in this league, you know, once once the offseason comes, you can kind of sit back and look how your season went and, you know, enjoy that. Um, but right now, you know, we're in the middle of, a you know, like I said, a playoff push. So um, we're just focused on the next the next game. And that's, you know, the New York Jets. Now, have you ever had a four-set game prior to last week at any point in your career, peewee football, high school football, or is this the first time? <laughs> no, that was my first four-set uh, performance. So That's I'm pretty like, crazy I to think about lie. that. Your, your first yeah. four-set game comes in the NFL. That's great, man. Um, I do want to ask you about, um, and I've just got a couple more questions here for you, Max. Um I want to ask you about the rookie class. Obviously, I'm sure you hear about it. Um, you know, this group is is super talented, and uh, you know they're starting to get a lot of recognition in the media. You guys have laid a great foundation for years to come for this organization. Um, again, at any point, has there been a conversation between you know you and some of the fellow your fellow rookies that um, you know about being the class that? could be the one that turns this thing around. I mean, do you guys ever talk about that kind of stuff? Um, I wouldn't say we really talk about it. Um, we just kind of like, you know, we, we hold ourselves to a high standard and we expect a lot out of each other. So, you know, the main thing for us is just, you know, keeping, keeping it going. So, you know, it's only 10 games into our season and careers. So we're just trying to get better every day. Um, and we're just focused on, you know, the next game and next opponent and everything like that but yeah you know as rookies we take a lot of pride in you know turning this uh turning this whole thing around so you know we're super excited but you know we're just getting started 
that's great to hear, man. I like that attitude. Uh, um, what is the mindset, you know, because you guys are, you know, right square in the middle of the, of the playoff hunt here. Um, what is the mindset inside the locker room right now, knowing that you guys kind of control your own destiny right now. You, you've got a great opportunity this week to, um, with a win, to put yourselves in a position with, a, you know, in a tie with the Chiefs at seven and four. Um, you know, what's that? What's the mindset right now? What's the focus? Yeah, you know, the focus is, you know, there's so much, you know. Obviously, you know, we control our own destiny, which is awesome, and that's obviously what you want. Um, but you know, we're we're trying to just take it a day at a time. Uh, you know, the New York Jets just won two games in a row. Um, they're playing, they're playing really well and scoring a lot of points. So, um, you know, as a as a unit, we're just we're just worried about the Jets. And you know, it's in this business, you can't take anybody lightly. You know, the Bengals came into our house and gave us a good game. So, um, we're going to New York into their territory, and you know, we gotta we gotta perform at a high level. All right, final question here for you, uh, Max. Um, we as fans get to see uh, the TV version of, of Coach Gruden. You know, we follow along with with Hard Knocks, and you know, <laughs> we all yeah. know we all know the personality, but we, we don't get to see it quite like you do. So, can you give us some insight uh, into what it's like to play for a coach like John Gruden? Now, what's he like on a day to day basis? I mean, he seems crazy. He seems crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I would say that you know, Coach Gruden is just super passionate about the game. Uh, and you know, what you see on TV is exactly what we see every day. You know, he's a, he's a character to say the least, but you know, he's, he's all football 24 seven. He loves it. So, you know, having a coach like that, bringing energy and just who loves the game of football, there's nothing better and, you know, nothing better to look up to. Uh, that's great, man. That's great. Now, Max, that's all I got for you. Uh, you know, I can't thank you enough for giving me so much of your time tonight. Um, and I do want to say, uh, you know, I, I know I speak for all of Ritter Nation when I, when I tell you that we're, we're proud to have you in the silver and black. We, we appreciate the effort you play with, your enthusiasm for the game out there, um, and, and really how you've just embraced uh, being a Raider. We, we really do appreciate it. No, thank you so much, man. You know, we're uh... – we're just getting started, so uh, you know, tune in, tune in on Sunday. It's gonna, it's gonna be a great game. We'll do. I wish you uh, continued success. Uh, stay healthy out there, and uh, let's get a win this week. All right. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Thank all right. You. Take care, Max. All right, and we're back here on on Just Pod Baby, and we're gonna wrap up this episode, episode thirty-two. Uh, that was a great spot there with Max Crosby, and I do want to thank him again for for joining me on the podcast and giving me so much of his time. I mean, you can just you can just hear from this guy. He he just he loves being a raider. Um, you know, he's done a lot of other podcasts and um, you know, that I've listened to. Um, he seems like he has just really really loves playing for this for this organization and he has just you know, he's really embraced being a raider like I said to him and um I think he's the perfect Raider. I really do. I just think he is the perfect Raider. The the effort that he plays with and, and the love and the passion that he, he shows for the game is just uh, it's contagious. And, um, you know, the fan base just loves this guy. And, and you, can, you can hear why. He, he seems like he's a very down-to-earth, a very humble type of guy. And he just wants to put his head down and work hard. So uh, you, you heard what he had to say. This team is 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 ready to make their playoff push. Um, they're, they're, they're laser focused, um, you know, one week at a time. They're, they're not looking ahead. They're just going to focus on, you know, who was right there in front of them. And, and I just think that's a, that's a great attitude to have, and especially being such a young player.
all right, guys, that is going to wrap it up. Um, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed the interview with, with Max this week. Raiders have a huge, huge game coming up this week. Uh, I hope it's not going to be one of those those classic trap games where they're overlooking the opponent and, and kind of looking ahead to the, the matchup that could, could follow next week with the Chiefs. Um, you know, this is the last episode before Thanksgiving, so I do want to wish all the listeners out there a, a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with your families. Hope everyone has a great week, and as always, just win, baby.